Welcome to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of me, Rick Lee James. I'm a recording artist, a singer, songwriter, an author, a worship leader, and an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene. The Voices in My Head podcast is your source for discussions on music, literature, movies, pop culture, theology, and more. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the latest episode of the Voices in My Head podcast. And don't forget to let the voices in your head be heard by following me on Twitter at Rick Lee James and sharing your thoughts about today's show. Welcome back to the Voices in My Head podcast. This is your host, as always, Rick Lee James, and I have Anthony Hoisington here from uh, the band The Brothers McClurg. They just led us in a really great worship set here at the National Worship Leader Convention, and it's really great to have you here today. Oh, Thank it's you good so to, much. It's very good to be here, and the, thanks for having me on your podcast. Oh, man, I'm really excited to have you, and uh, and the listeners should know this is completely impromptu. I literally grabbed Anthony in the hallway and said, hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> so so that's what we're doing. Um, if you haven't had uh, the, the privilege of seeing the Brothers McClurg live, they, they do a wonderful job. I have heard you guys several times mm. before. I think maybe the first time... Uh, that I actually heard you was on, I think it was CCLI.com, uh-huh. like they featured you guys on a web page. Yeah. Uh, the web page. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, and it was, if I recall, it was a live video, just the two of you guys, uh-huh. I think, at yeah. that time. And it was just, it was awesome. It was just a really nice, you know, kind of warm, intimate setting like that. And so I've heard you um, many times just listening to your music, but I had never had the chance to actually hear you guys in a live setting till today. Yeah. And it was great. So, let me just start out by being a guitar nerd for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell the listeners what kind of guitar you were playing today because they may be surprised at the, the make and model of it. Well, yeah, I, um, I uh, have a Harmony H165, so it's a 1970s uh, Harmony guitar. And um, my father-in-law actually owns one just like it, same same thing. And... Um, he fixed it up, and I was playing on it one day, and I was like, man, this guitar is really cool. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I own some expensive guitars, and um, I was kind of traveling with those a lot. But because we travel so much, I just mm-hmm. didn't, you know, it's kind of like that thing, like, they're just your babies, and you're not sure if you want to bring them out all the time. Sure. So this guitar came into the fold somehow. I mean, I just kind of found it online, and then fixed it up there's more money into it than i bought mm-hmm. bought it for yeah <laughs> but <well. laughs> put a pickup in it and did some other you know upgrades to it but for the most part man the guitar has been awesome i mean yeah. i love it and if you know something happens to it i'll be sad but it won't be yeah know, end of the world well i mean it's got a real rich like sound to actually all three of the instruments that were on stage the set today was just really three guitars basically yeah. was what it was but um, it sounded like a lot more than that, and I was surprised by your guitar because isn't Harmony the old like Sears guitar? Yeah, like, yeah, cause, Sears cause, like Sears sold them. It was a catalog guitar. You yeah, because yeah. I don't like generally when I think of Harmony, I think it's like the cheap, low end, whatever. Oh, yeah. But yours sounds like you know something that you would want to take in the studio or something. Yeah, well, they like, made you know, they made them so uh, you know maybe they were kind of cheap, cheaper, you know, cheaply made back mm-hmm. then. But 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 they're still like they still made them pretty pretty rugged yeah and it depends on the ones you get i mean Mm -hmm. i've played ones that are the the 165s that have been like you know really bad Mm -hmm. but then 
others are like, wow, this, I don't know, they age well, I guess, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Well, they sound great, and, and all of you sound good together. Thank you. Now, now let me ask you, um, just right now, as, as a musician, um, what kinds of... Um, what kinds of things are exciting you about the music you're making, first of all? I mean, what, what, what kind of music are you... Let me ask it better. This is a better way to ask it. Um, what kind of music is speaking to you right now? Just as a person, it uh, doesn't necessarily have to be like stuff you're actually playing, but what kind of music is speaking to you right now? Uh, so, <laughs> um, that's a really good question. Um, you know, I've been listening to a lot of... Um, old gospel singers mm-hmm. um mavis staples is uh someone in, who uh, you know like i've just been obsessed with um uh she has a record out called um uh, one true vine mm-hmm. and it was uh recorded um and produced by um uh jeff tweedy from wilco oh, wow. so it's a really cool record and um i've been listening to that a lot um, I really like uh, uh, Sturgill Simpson is another guy oh, that yeah. I've been listening to a lot, yeah, and uh, Jason Isabel. Um, oh man, you're naming some of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, but those guys, I mean, those guys are like I think just kind of doing. I, I'm excited about what they bring to the to the table as far as um, there's a lot of throwback to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I like old country music. Uh, George Jones is probably my all-time favorite, mm. and so those guys, I th- you know, are kind of trying to capture a little bit of that feel. Yeah. Um, so uh, it 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 varies, but that's kind of where you know that's kind of where my head my head's been at these yeah. days. Yeah. Well, good. Well, and speaking of that, one reason I asked you about the kind of music that's speaking to you, um, not only just as you're listening, but I could tell today you did something unique for artists that come to an event like this. Uh, in that you didn't do a ton of your own music today. Yeah. I mean, you you actually were doing some some pretty great like old standard tunes that just churches will sing. And I thought, how novel! Someone's coming in not being like super self promoting at an event <laughs> where really part part of the reason. I mean, let's just be honest: is you get to promote a little bit. Um, but you, I feel like you guys took advantage of the moment to just. Um, lead us in worship in a way that was just a bunch of songs that were just so familiar and intermixed the stuff that you do with it and you did such a great job thank you what kind of um what kind of process goes into something like i know this is sort of a unique setting today at the national worship leader conference um but a lot of my listeners do lead worship in their church for a setting like today uh what kind of went into putting a set like this together where you were doing or just kind of the thought process behind it well, um, our history, um, it, we're all brothers, but our history um, has been that our parents, when we were young, <clears throat> were in a southern gospel group from upstate New York, which is kind of ironic, you yeah. know. But um, And they had um, traveled the country for many, many years. So we, as little boy, like little kids, we were just traveling with them in a bus hmm. and got to see a lot of churches and a lot of um, experiences through through their travels and um, you know I think so so those songs kind of harken to periods where we um, where we flourished as musicians like kind of that's what we grew up hearing sure. you know 
But but at the same time, you asked what is exciting about our. I think what we're doing right now for us is that we've we we kind of have tried to adopt a bit of the the old school mentality in even how we write songs, uh, more storytelling songs about Bible, about the Bible, um, and that's really been who we are we're coming into that I think a little bit more mm-hmm. of our own to carry on the legacy of what our parents did um, but but so with that said I think it was very natural for us to get up there today and I think the theme that we always kind of feel like is um, because we're all worship leaders in three different churches um, and that's you know our other jobs wow. um, it's uh, it is an opportunity to um, to give back to the leaders that are here. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that it, there's nothing against obviously singing your own material, uh, but, um, you know, I think that we kind of wanted to approach it a little bit like how do we, how do we give back to people that um, take a lot, you know, are taking some time out of their schedule to hopefully get fed um, and not... Uh, <laughs> You know, you walk that line because yeah. you do want to sing songs that you've been writing. I mean, yeah. everybody does. You're excited about those songs, so you don't want to sing uh, uh, necessarily a Chris Tomlin song <laughs> when you yeah. get up there. But at the same time, the conference is about encouraging and uh, and equipping leaders, and and so uh, not always do we do that, but for the most part, we do try to like take advantage of, of the idea that man these people are here to be fed so sure now you mentioned that the three of you are worship leaders in three different locations um and what what style of music is is happening in those three different locations i'm very curious about that because you've got a very like rootsy yeah. uh, almost folksy even country type sound in one area but I'm just curious about how that looks on a Sunday morning. Yeah, so I lead at a church that's um, a bit more, um, I guess, run-of-the-mill when it comes to worship stuff. We're we're doing, um, you know, we're doing probably the the top CCLI songs. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, uh, I don't lead a whole lot at my church. I'm more of the, like, the musical director, so... Mm -hmm. um, I kind of oversee a lot of younger worship leaders. So that's my church. My brother's church, uh, with the big hair, he ha- he leads in more of a, um, a... He's got like 70 people at his church, so he plays songs that we write all the time. Yeah. And they sing, and I mean, it's more of a country... It's out in the country sure. church, you know? And same with uh, Jeremy. Um, so they get away with... Uh, being able to play a lot of what we do, sure, um, and it's more natural mm-hmm. in a more natural setting. But um, we do play some some of brothers' song, brothers mm-hmm. McClurg songs in my church. I have to kind of pick and choose a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if I think I have three questions left. Yeah. All right, and mm-hmm. if I can remember them all in order, yeah. uh, the name because your name is not really McClurg, the last name. Yeah. Where, where's that? Uh, the origin come from the brothers McClurg. It's a good question. So, um, like I was telling you, the the um, the group that my parents had growing up, they were called McClurg Family Singers, mm-hmm. and um, and so we got signed to Integrity Music um, a while back. And um, when we were going through that process, we were trying to figure out. We had a different name at that time, and we were just trying to figure out 
it felt like the right time to change our name. And our grandfather, when they retired off the road um, in the late 80s, um, early 90s, uh, he didn't really know what to do with himself because they had been traveling full-time for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And he discovered that in the nursing homes, the local nursing homes in our area, um, at that time didn't really have a whole lot of pastors. He was a pastor. Didn't have a whole lot of pastors that were willing to go in to uh, conduct services for those folks mm-hmm. um, that couldn't get out anymore. And so he he felt really called to that. And so at a young age, my, my brother and I, we... When we, uh, in the summer times, especially when my parents were, we lived right next door to them. And when they, when they were tired of having, you know, us around the house, mm-hmm. they'd make us go with my uh, with my grandfather to these nursing homes and sing. Mm-hmm. And so at a very young age, uh, we were exposed to um, a very godly man and how he led people in worship that, for the most part, sometimes weren't really paying attention yeah. or couldn't pay attention because of their, you know, their, their illness or their age. Um, or, or some people that are just really grateful. And so we wanted to pay tribute to him and the legacy that he uh, passed down to us. So it's my mom's maiden name, which was okay. McClurg, and their their band name was Brothers McClurg. Um, she married my father, who was a Hoisington, but he yeah. played drums in the group. For the okay. Years. And so when it came time for us to change our name, we wanted to point it back to uh, our roots, which was... Yeah. Uh, what part of the country do they hail from? They're from uh, Buff- near Buffalo, New York. Okay. I, I was only curious because my pastor's wife, her maiden name is McClurg. Oh, so okay. so yeah. there's like several like pastors in the family that are actually part of the McClurg. So maybe distantly you're related somehow. Could, Could be, be, yes. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm from Ohio, so maybe it yeah. somehow has, has stretched through all there. Uh, okay. I think I have two questions left then. Okay. All right. Um, because of the style that you play, I, th- I feel like it's very versatile. But, and you had talked about playing at a Southern Gospel convention recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you probably run the gamut. Do you find that your music, because of how... I, I can't think of a better word than maybe versatile before it. Are you finding that you're as welcome at like a rock festival as you are at like a Southern Gospel convention or, or something yeah. like that? And is it... Is it sort of an easy transition between those type things? Yeah, well, I think, I mean, I think in both, in both settings, we feel a little out of place at first. Um, and, you, you know, and those, those, those are two extremes, mm-hmm. right? So, sure. um, you know, we sort of let the music uh, dictate the response. <laughs> so we get up and we just play what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, because we're not quite, we're not rockers, but we're also not quite... Um, southern gospel convention types either i mean you you go to those things and it's a lot of tracks they're singing to a lot of tracks sure. it's a lot of you know four or five part harmony stuff matching suits and um you know that's just the culture and you gotta and smoke a lot of cigarettes yeah, too. that's the other yeah, thing yeah. <laughs> we're just somewhere in the mid- i mean we're not at all that i mean we look like three homeless guys yeah. you know, <laughs> com- compared to some people that we've we've, we've had to play after or before sure. you know so um, yeah, but we, it is funny because the more we, the more we uh, find out who we are and, and kind of embrace that calling in our lives, mm-hmm. the more that we've been finding that God has been opening up the doors, which is, you know, really not an, it's like, that's a no brainer statement, but, sure. but at the same time, it's one thing to, to actually really just embrace it and walk through it. So with that said, I think that 
God has blessed us with. I mean, at our merch table, it's pretty funny. I mean, you could have an 80-year-old um, lady come up to the table and mm-hmm. buy a CD, and you could have a 20-year-old come up and buy a CD. So, you know, I, I don't know. It just kind of happened mm-hmm. that way. I don't think we were looking mm-hmm. for We didn't actually know what kind of market would accept it. So mm-hmm. we just knew that that's really what was coming out of us naturally. Mm-hmm. I think that's great, though. I mean, it's it's very rare to find people that can kind of transcend and and walk with a foot in both worlds, so to speak. So sure, so sure. well done. That's Thanks. really good. Okay, final question, and it's sort of a two parter, but it's just a fun question that I like to ask artists whenever mm-hmm. they're on the show. Uh, can you tell us about your best gig? And your worst gig, if, if you, and you don't have to name names, like where you were, if you don't want to. But I, I think sometimes some of the funnest stories are like, especially hearing about the worst gig, you know. But yeah, uh, I'd love to hear that if you have any off the top of your head. Uh, well, I think the most fun that we've had, um, <clears throat> we played a festival or we played a church actually just a couple of weeks ago in California, um, and um, man, it was probably. I don't know. The, I don't know. There was there was a couple events on that run that were great, but that that event was just awesome. Just the energy in the church, um, the excitement, and we were nothing like their normal uh, weekend experience mm-hmm. musically, which is always a little nerve wracking when you go in because you're just not sure, and you really can tell in the first song how people are gonna receive you. So that was a pleasant surprise, and um, uh, our worst one. <laughs> Our worst one, there's there's been quite a few that I would categorize as worst, but um, anytime you try to like, I think anytime you try to showcase for, this is going to be weird, but anytime you try to showcase for labels, it's yeah. the worst. Yeah. We just don't, you know, because the very nature of what we're trying to do is we're trying to lead worship. That's the experience that we're trying to get off uh, and, and accomplish. And, and nothing against, um, you know, nothing against... The music industry, you know, nothing against music industry stuff, but it's just tough. Yeah, it's tough to know people are sort of, you know, they can be the nicest folks in the world, yeah. but, but they're trying to evaluate, you know. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, and we get that. You get that sometimes, even in my local church. I want to make my pastor happy, or I want to please people, and, mm-hmm. and it always winds up just being, yeah. you know, mediocre at best if, if you just. You know, come in here today, you know, like, you know, you're going to be in a room full of your peers and you really just got to prepare yourself mentally. I'm, 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 you know, I'm a hardcore, I'm a hardcore people pleaser. Yeah. And I just have to, you know, mentally prepare myself like, God, this isn't about uh, trying to uh, be impressive or, you know, let's just, because I don't have it. You know what I'm saying? I don't have the chops to be impressive and I don't have the... The ability, so I just just let me be exactly what I need to be. Yeah, and so I think those are always the worst. Yeah, uh, gigs for us. We yeah. don't rise to the occasion very well when we have to be uh, evaluated. Yeah, or feel like we're in a place where yeah. we're being evaluated. Yeah. So and that can happen any time. Sure. Um, so I don't know. That's kind of a general. Oh no, no, that's that's great. Though. I understand. Ever, ever have like a, a forget the words moment of a song that you sure a all the times, <laughs> all the time, yeah, all the time. I mean, you know, just this morning, nothing but the blood. I can't remember the verses usually to save my life. Well, there's like you know, thirty seven verses to yeah, the song. People yeah. keep and making it. Up, you know? 
But for sure, for me, I can't. I'm the worst at it. I'm the worst at remembering our songs of the whole group. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've had to spend a little bit more time practicing. Well, I tell you, I, I find that as I get older, I do the same thing with songs that I've sung so many times. I'm like, where's the where where does my memory go in the yeah. moment song? Yeah. But I don't feel too bad because years ago uh, I saw Vince Gill uh, live at the Ryman whenever uh-huh. I was living in Nashville. And uh, and he came out. And it was a, a TV taping, so it was a free concert. Like Ooh, it just, yeah. you know, they yeah. just wanted to fill up the place Big so everybody deal. could come in. And he played. I don't remember what song it was right now, but it was one of his like standard hits that you know everybody knows, and he knew yeah, it. Right. And he had to start the song over three times because he could like every time it became a mental block and he couldn't remember the words anymore. Yeah. And finally, they had to bring a cheat sheet out and lay it on the floor in front of. Him. <laughs> so I always truth. say like, hey, if if Vince Gill forgets the words, then we can all have a little that's true you know, that's and forget true. our words. So, well, thank you so much. It's been really a pleasure to have you on Voices in My Head today. Yeah. And anything you want to leave the listeners with before we go about uh, maybe something that you're. Um, excited about with the band right now or any upcoming projects you just want to make them aware of before we go? Yeah, um, in January we actually, this is a, a very cool thing. We've become really, really good friends and written a lot with Anthony Skinner um, who's written you know, many, many songs. One in Your Love Never Fails. Sure. Um, and he's just become kind of a another brother in the mm-hmm. group yeah uh, we've done a lot of uh, we've done some traveling with him and and playing with him and um, and so we, we actually kind of decided to do a record together um, where we, we we're gonna write all the songs together and then perform them and do a few runs Wow in 2017 with him um, and because he kind of fits the soul gospel thing that we're doing as well um, and uh, so really excited about the songs that we're, we're writing. So we'll we'll start recording in January, and hopefully by um, by uh, <clears throat> July August of, of twenty seventeen, we'll have a, a new Brothers McClurg and Anthony Skinner record. Nice. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Nice. I mean, we're we're kind of pumped about it because we we believe in collab. Well, you know, like we believe in collaboration and and believe um, in Anthony's ministry and what he brings to the, the worship community mm-hmm. and um, and vice versa. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Sure. It'll be a lot of fun, and I'm, I'm excited about it. So, Well, congratulations. Thanks, That's man. really exciting. Yeah. To I'll, I'll look forward to hearing that. So, yeah. Well, um, and your website, is, is, is that the best way to... BrothersMcClurg.com. Okay. We have Facebook as well and Twitter and Instagram and all that. Everything you got, all the stuff that he has. So, very good. Well, thank you for being one of the voices in my head. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for joining me here this week on the Voices in My Head podcast. I hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleyjames.com, follow me on Twitter at rickleyjames, like my artist page on Facebook at facebook.com slash rickleyjames, and keep up to date on what I'm writing at my author page on amazon.com. Make sure to follow my calendar on the website, and if you would like to have me come to your town to do a concert, a speaking engagement, or a book event, you can book me through my website by clicking on the link for Pair Booking Agency. That's P-A-R-E Booking. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you were to leave me a review of this podcast on iTunes. The more positive reviews that we receive, the more visible this podcast is on the internet. And now the benediction. May the God of peace who raised Christ from the dead, strengthen your inner being for every good work, 
And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon you and dwell within you this day and forevermore. Amen.